Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to State of the Division AL West Edition Episode 10. I feel like that's some sort of milestone we should celebrate. We got that. We got, uh, we're recording on Just Baseball's birthday. Happy birthday, JB. Um, so one year birthday for uh, JustBaseball.com. Started from the bottom and now we're here. So they say, um, I'm trying to be culturally relevant with a lyric from a song from a long time ago. Um, <laughs> trying to be relevant today with something that happened two years ago. All right, here we go. Uh, but happy birthday, Just Baseball. Um, but we're excited to be a part of the team. Excited to bring you guys the state of the division for the AL West. Um, as is customary for us, we will run through the divisional standings, the power rankings, give out our MVPs, and talk a little bit of news and notes of what went on. I'm T. Wright. I'm with my co-host, Kendall McKee. Let's get going. All right. So no change in at least the order of the standings. Houston sits atop of the AL West at 42 and 25 after a really solid week. Um, at least in terms of what, in terms of how we record, they went five and one. Texas holding on to that second spot at 32 and 35, though sliding further and further back. They're 10 games back now, three and four on the week. The Angels at 33 and 38, 11 games back. Seattle at 30 and 39, 13 games back. And Oakland at 23 and 46, a whopping 20 games back. And we're not even to the halfway point. So, the gap is widening. Astros are slowly taking command of the division. Every team this past week had a losing record, except for Houston. Houston actually now has the third best record overall in baseball. Um, certainly looks like they're going to be the only team that comes out of the division come playoff time. Texas is five games back in the wild card, but I just don't see them making a push um, at all to overcome maybe a Tampa Bay or a Boston. Um, AL West is the only division in baseball without a second team above 500, which again further supports the idea that I think this division sucks. So, Kendall, give us your power rankings after that rosy review of the standings for this week. Yeah. Yay. I think this division sucks. You know, like uh, I, I do think this division is underperforming. I'll put it that way. Um, I think there's good baseball left in this division, and I think it will challenge the AL East as the AL East AL West series uh, get uh, more prominent later in the year. And I think um, you know we it wasn't too long ago actually that Baltimore and Boston were uh, they were a lower record than Oakland, you know? So it's just like, okay, do we take this in perspective or is this just shaking out to, to be what we thought it was going to be? Um, and I would say it, this is just what it is, you know, like this is the division right now. This, I thought this division was going to have three um, teams that were going to push for a playoff spot. And if yeah. honestly, like we Astros are awesome but you could make the point that they're just the best of the worst, you know, like that they're just crapping on all of us uh, yeah, for, yeah, they're in the, they're you know, a lot of weak opponents, they get a lot of cupcakes, you know? So if we look at strength of schedule, you know, how does that play in? 
Now, I'm not going to take that argument. I think the Astros are here to stay. I think they're here to be a playoff spot and go forward. Um, but anyway, do you want to dive in before you want me to jump into my power rankings? Or I've totally lost vision when I just... Oh, you're good. Yeah, go, go to your power rankings, and then we'll move on to MVP and LVP. Um, I actually had a small switch up, or it's some switch up again in those middle three. I think probably for the rest of the year, it's going to be Astros, middle three, Angel, or uh, uh, bleh, athletics, you know, and it's just going to be where is this middle three and can one of them shake out to just maybe creep up to that wild card spot or not? Um, I think it's possible, but I don't think it's likely at this point. Texas, um, I mean, uh, Astros, number one, obviously. Number two, I have the Angels this week. So they flopped Texas and Angels this week. Um, and then, so the Angels move up two spots this week to the second spot from the fourth spot. And then I have Texas coming down to three, M's coming down to four, and the A's going down, or they're still in the fifth. Primarily, that is because of that Mariners-Angels series that we talked about briefly last week where they had five games over the weekend. They both played uh, seven games. or Actually, the Angels played eight, depending on how you look at what the week is from Wednesday to Wednesday when we record this. Um, and the Rangers and the Angels had the same 500 record on the week, but the Angels beating the Mariners four times out of five I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm going to take that as like, they are, they, they upped the Rangers this week. Although I do think that it's close. Um, but with Mike Trout doing what he did this week and with Shohei doing what he did last night, I mean, like he almost had a chance for the AL record RBIs when he came up in the 11th last night. I mean, it was just in one game and that that's just, you can't fade that, you know, and I think this team has a chance to figure out what they're doing um, in terms of transactions and stuff. Um, I, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on, but let's push it back to you. How do you, how do you, uh, how do you see that Astros, Angels, Texas, M's, A's? No, I think that's fair. Um, I don't really have a problem with that uh, order at all. Um, you know, I, it's very clear to me that this has become just a one horse division. Um, so now all the other teams are just kind of playing around deciding <laughs> who's the best of, of this really mid group. Um, so, um, you know, I, I arguably though, I don't think it's worse than the AL central. I mean, the AL central is pretty bad. Yeah, but they still have, I think, three teams that are above 500 if i remember correctly maybe they have, they have a team they have one team that is 500 and two above okay yeah. yeah so i mean that's a that's a i mean if you're gonna look just strictly on uh, they have more top end but more low end too record so just, yeah i almost would keep texas at the number two spot in my mind um but maybe it's just because i'm so disappointed in the angels yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that's just some sort of like subjective i don't know subconscious thing that's going on where i'm like uh, i'm just so mad at them for not being able to put it together um but still i whatever what 2a and 2b it doesn't matter yeah um, either way they are not good <laughs> right yeah so um no problem at all with your power rankings um if you got anything else on team notes or whatever spew them now or we'll move on to mvp and lvp of the week. yeah i do have some team notes um 
on each team. I, I think I'll just keep it pretty brief this week because there's a lot of stuff that just doesn't really matter that you can talk about with these teams. Um, I'll just start with the A's. Jimenez is injured, um, which is probably their like pri- brightest piece um, right now. It, it, he got injured this week as a, he's the closer for A's. Probably gets moved um, in the in the off se- or in the mid season when we move Montas and Lariano. I'd imagine Jimenez gets moved as well. Probably in one of those deals to get more prospects from another team. But he uh, received a small injury this week. Um, Seth Brown and Sean Murphy continue to be playing well. Um, Sean Murphy with a 263 ISO is that's pretty good. Um, and then Bethancourt returns to earth with a negative 77 WRC plus and a 50% strikeout percentage. I just had to add that, you know, like because that's what we expected from Christian Bethancourt, uh, as he's been the world traveler and, um, uh, you know, taking two years off the MLB doesn't make you all of a sudden good at baseball. So, um, I, I'll just quickly go into the, the M's. They had a lot of uh, stuff go on this week. Um, they transferred, I think, the most pressing thing, and I think we, I've said this all year long, Mitch Hanniger gets shifted to the 60-day DL. They don't think he'll be back anytime soon, uh, and I think that's really sad. Uh, Winker signs a two-year extension with the, uh, with, with the M's. I like that move. I think it's some stability when there's some instability um, in this franchise. Justin Upton, they finally are choosing to just go to him instead of doing this Taylor Trammell experience. Um, I like that. I think Taylor is toast. Um, He's clearly been on a bunch of minor league rosters at this point, and he's just not making it. Um, Ken Giles is up. He's a a good uh, reliever, and they send Sergio Romo packing. Unfortunately, Sergio Romo been in a major league uniform for a long, long time. I love his little quirkiness, but he is currently without a team. And uh, that's unfortunate. I did uh, not like how they showed up against LA. And, uh, um, but I will say the one win they did get, Robbie Ray went seven innings pitched, 10 strikeouts, and one earned run. So if you're going to have a horse, he might as well be able to win you a game in a five game series. And unfortunately, nothing else, which brings me to Texas. Uh, they had a lot of moves this week, too. Uh, Smith and Garver off the DL. They had some COVID issues that they figured out. Um, Seeger is playing really well, and I'm sure you'll mention that at some point. Um, but it's finally, you know, like when you see a guy with a 279 WRC plus and a 25% walk ratio, I like seeing that, especially from a guy who's going to be your leader for the next forever because you're paying him, you know, half a billion dollars or whatever it is. Um, I also think, interestingly enough, we traded Trevino for Albert Abreu to the Yankees, and then we dropped Albert Abreu, and then the Yankees picked back up Albert Abreu. So essentially, we sent Trevino uh, and gave uh, Albert Abreu a vacation for a couple of weeks um, and got like a bag of potato chips for that. Um, that sucks, but it is what it is. Um, what did you say? So it depends on the brand of chips. It depends on the chips. If they're Grippos, then I might, I might be in. Um, and then Houston, uh, uh, well, I've, I've talked a little bit already about the Angels. The only thing I want to say is that I think there's a big question mark with will Shohei be able to stay on this roster? Is he going to get traded? They can't pay for Trout, Rendon, and Noah, and Shohei. You just can't. Um, and so that is looming. Rendon did the 60-day DL. I feel bad for the guy, but the Nationals, you know, there was this, there was this thing of like, do you pick Rendon or Strasburg? And now both of them are – shells of who they used to be um so you know take that for what it is but trout has been great Shohei has been great um and so it just i think 
They're still underperforming though, which is sad. And then Astros, uh, your daddy Alvarez, which is what I've been able to call him recently, is a manimal. So um, he had six RBIs on the week and they played five games. So that's pretty good. Uh, when you have more day on more RBIs than games, that's great. Um, and then I just want to point out that Pena being on the DL, I'm not worried about it. Uh, but it just sucks when you want to watch a guy who's going to be a potential rookie of the year being on the DL. Yeah. Um, and then your man, Yuli Guriel, 5% walk rate. Hey. Um, and they went four and one, but against a bad White Sox team. So I'm not really exactly sure. I don't know. I, I really want to see this team play New York. I really yep. want to see them really go up against Cleveland's pitching, you know, like, and something like that. I'm just not bought in fully to the Astros yet because I think they might be the best of the worst. Yeah, that's true. But Hey, I mean, they didn't go three and two or two and three, you know, they went four and one, which is what that's you fair. Um, so you got to take care of, you got to take care of the lower tier teams in decisive fashion, which I think they're doing, um, which gives you kind of a, uh, you know, foretaste of the fact that when they do play these bigger name teams, they're going to be very competitive. But interestingly um, enough, I found a weird caveat today that the Kansas City Royals are abysmal. They're 25 and 42. They are just inches away from being Oakland at this point. Um, and they actually play the West very strong. Hmm. And so outside of the four losses they took to the Mariners in like the first series, of the year when Bobby Witt was not playing well, they are six and four and the two lo- or in the four losses they have are against Houston and Texas. So it's like, they're doing some work on us. And I feel like that has a lot to say about where this division is. So, yeah. So. That's a good point. Good, good, good nugget there. All right, let's move on to the MVP and LVP discussion. Uh, for me, it was kind of a two horse race, maybe three horse, especially after what Otani did last night. But um it was one of the few weeks, I mean, I didn't have just a bunch of people at the top, but the two guys that I kind of keyed in on were Trout and, of course, Corey Seager. So Seager had a fantastic week, um, hit three bombs, slash line of 333, 500, 889, like you mentioned, a WRC plus of 279, exactly what you want from what you said, your superstar, your $300 million man. So Trout equally as impressive in some regards, he had five home runs. Drove in nine, had three consecutive games with a home run, WRC plus of 189. Um, But I I think Seager had the more all-around week, the more consistent week. Trout had five bombs, but he only had seven hits in his 36 plate appearances. So, And he struck out nearly 40% of the time. And as you know, I'm just not a fan of a super high K rate. Um, And Seager had a really good, I think, just all-around fantastic week hit well so Corey Seager is going to walk walk away with the MVP for the state of the division AL West this week LVP um, well, let me let me pause for a ahead. second yeah I think I, I agree with you I like so Trout had incredible numbers but when you look at him at the plate he doesn't look like himself yet um well, like hit over 200 for the week I mean he was seven six I'm still a little worried about him. I think I, I don't I don't know. There just seems to be something else going on with Trout. Like, cool, you can look at his numbers and he's playing well, but like it feels like there's something going on. 
Um, and maybe there's not, maybe that's just me like being scared that my Bowman Chrome is going to go down in value. Uh, but, um, like I watched him yesterday in that, in that game and his late inning at bats, I mean, he, I think he went zero and five last night hmm. and I think his late inning at bats were like, he swung at a ball. I was like, Mike, you don't swing at that. You've always been a completely disciplined hitter. And it was just a two seamer that ran way inside, almost at his shins. And he just swung at it like golfing, like golfing at it, like Vladdy or Vladdy senior. Yeah. I was like, that's not trout, you know? So I don't know. I'm concerned. No, it's maybe uh, warranted. Um, LVP. uh, There were a a few guys, a few more candidates for this award. Unfortunately, Elvis Andrews, JP Crawford, Matt Duffy, um, all these guys had pretty bad, bad, bad weeks, all in the negative WRC plus category, but I'm going to go with Brandon Marsh. Um, I love Brandon Marsh when he's on, I think he's fantastic, but this week he was just putrid 25 plate appearances. He had a slash line of a 125, 160, 167. He had a negative WRC plus no home runs, scored one time, but he struck out 50% of the time. So I Can't mean, the others- that. That's that's Christian Bethencourt status. Awful. The others, you know, Andrews Crawford, Duffy, those guys had probably worse slash lines, but no one struck out 50% of the time. I think it was 44% for Marsh. Um, Andrews had probably the worst week. He didn't strike out a single time. So um, congrats, uh, Brandon Marsh. You are this week's LVP. Uh, You certainly earned it by striking out almost 15 times um mvp um i'm not sure there's really a debate here this guy faced 54 batters this past week gave up one earned run one so just keeps performing at an insanely high level totally unexpected if you followed his career but that's martin perez struck out 11 Dog. walked three just was so solid man i mean just just a fantastic performance from martin this week and what we've seen just pretty much this entire year um it's his second state of division mvp award but martin perez just keeps performing again at just an insanely high level so he is this week's mvp lvp is going to go to a former mvp and that's reed detmers um barf the guy had just the guy had two starts in the week um he either struck out somebody or he gave up a home run i mean it seemed like that's the only thing he can really do Um, At least that's what it felt like, but he did give up multi, he had two multi uh, home run games, um, gave up nine earned runs. He's had five multi home run games this year. LA is going to need a lot more from Detmers and a lot more from the rest of their pitching staff. They're going to regain any momentum and make any type of type of push. We mentioned earlier that Texas was five games out of the wild card. LA is only six games out. I think maybe eight. I can't remember. Um, So they're not out of it. I mean, we're not even up to the halfway point six games back, you know, we're not even to the halfway point. So things can still happen for both Texas and LA, but angels are going to need a lot of help. Both teams are going to need a lot of help from uh, their starting pitching outside of their studs. So, yeah. um, all right. That's all I got for MVP LVP. Uh, what else do you got for us um, to wrap this thing up? Um, I think, well, I think pitching wise, I think LA is in a better spot than Texas because I think LA has established pitchers like, sure. yeah. and, and the Rangers have a bunch of youth 
and Martin Perez. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. so, and Dane Dunning has been horrific on the road. So it's like he's either okay or bad, you know. So anyway, uh, card buyer of the week. I actually have a couple of different guys that I was like, that's interesting. Nothing that really rose up to the top. I think at first I was looking at Jeremy Pena's cards and I'm like 122 when they were at 200 last, you know, like a month ago, that's Mm -hmm. $80 down, you know, so I think that's 40% down, I think. So um, I'm looking at that and I'm wondering if that's a good buy or whether they were just so inflated that now they're kind of coming back to earth. And so I still think it is. Yeah, I still think it is a good, a good buy though. Um, because of where you see other people, uh, in his, I guess, weight class. Um, and, and, but that's not exactly where I wanted to go. I I think these three guys are interesting buys right now, and they're all fairly cheap. Denzer Guzman is a shortstop for the, in the angels organization playing pretty well, but not a power guy. That's where I would say like, Everything seems to be going well for him. Uh, his complex league stats are out of this world, but of course it's the complex league. And I didn't even want to even name any of them because of what it is. And then um, Colin Barber is an outfielder in the Astros system. Very cheap autos, uh, like 10 bucks at the most maybe. And, um, and he's the number three prospect in that Houston organization and has pretty good stats. Uh, I like what Colin Barber is doing. I've actually been buying Colin Barber since December. And, uh, and RM told me one time, who is Colin Barber and why are you buying his autos? And I still am going to say, I think he's good enough that it's worth a five to $10 purchase. Uh, and then my third one is I, we haven't talked about him yet. And I think he's an all-star um, and his autos are like four to $5 is Jonah Heim. Um, I don't like investing in catchers but he has taken the catcher position from Mitch Garver. Like I think that Mitch Garver is in trouble because like we have paying him a ton of money and now he's injured. And, and like, now I would think that the Rangers are just looking at Jonah and they're like, you're clearly what we thought Garver was going to be. And uh, so I have an out of 99 green uh, Jonah Heim auto <laughs> that I bought for $11. And uh, I'm just really? saying, I think that's a good buy now because I just bought him for my PC, yeah. but uh, I do think he is worth um, sending, you know, investing in because I think he's going to be a guy who's going to be around for a while. Love it. Love it. Good stuff. All right. That wraps up our state of division ALS edition episode 10. Congrats to us for making it this far. Um, who knows if we'll be back next week or they'll fire us Happy <laughs> birthday to JB. Um, we're if you're girl. listening to this today, then we have 25% off on our merch channel with the discount code that T came up with, uh, HBDJB. So happy birthday, just baseball 20. So creative genius. Maybe they'll keep me around for the discount codes. Yeah. I all still right, want to know what your pink and blue hair looked like. So <laughs> I washed it all. It looks well-conditioned, my yeah. friend. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Have a great week. Enjoy your baseball. See ya. Adios.